0: welcome to a Tell Tales podcast, this is Chris's Corner, I'm your host Chris Taylor and welcome back to a brand new episode. It is summer ladies and gentlemen, my favourite time of year, it is currently, I'm sweltering at the moment in my apartment, I don't know if you can tell by the sound of my voice, maybe it's a little bit more raspy. Um, it's 29 degrees and it's like 6 in the evening at the moment. And it's not the nice kind of heat. You know, I'm the type of person who loves heat. I love it when it's in its 30s. I love it when it's, you know, really kicking it in. I love it when I'm on a run and it, it's just bearing down on you, you know, when when you're getting like this. But this is humidity. This is that humid, sticky heat where you can't really do anything about it. And you're just kind of in it. I've already been for a, a workout today, mate. No one ever talks about how when you go for a workout, right, that you'll just absolutely just soak yourself. Like, I was wearing a black t-shirt, similar to this, black black tank top almost, or like a stringer. That stringer was soaked by the end of it. Across the gym wilderness, one lone gym-goer stakes his claim and flails his fists in an act of primal dominance. But for who? Who? With no intention of mating, or engaging in conflict with another male, one has to wonder... what the fuck he's actually there for because it cranked up. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. It had cranked up to already like 25, 26 degrees by 10 o'clock in the morning. And it was, I felt like I was the only one in there just dripping like as, but then I normally am. Maybe I'm just pushing myself harder. I don't know. Across the gym wilderness, one lone gym goer stakes his claim and flails his fists in an act of primal dominance. But for who? with no intention of mating or engaging in conflict with another male one has to wonder what the fuck he's actually there for uh it feels that way i'm always bringing a towel with me into the gym nowadays to just mop my forehead non-stop and maybe that's a good thing like i'm pushing myself so hard that i'm profusely sweating, uh, and I have to make sure that I'm just readjusting everything around me to make sure that I'm not going to ruin the next person's set when they're jumping in on the machine that I've just used, or the the bench that I've just used, etc, etc. Uh, so there's that, there's the disgusting side of weightlifting where you're just like, oh, this guy's a bit gross. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But I've always been that way. When it comes to running, I'm always sweating. It's a healthy thing to do. I don't know why uh, the bodily bodily function of cooling yourself down has made people like, oh, you know, it's a really cool thing. You know, I don't sweat when I work out, you know. I just dry myself. I get cooled naturally. I'm just naturally cool. You know how it is? You just, like, walk into a room and I'm just like, I am my own air conditioning, god damn it. You know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you just sat, sat there, like, oh, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, oh, fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> like shit. You're either not working hard, like hard enough, one, and or number two, you just have a ability to not do the bodily function that you're meant to do when you're overheated. So either you have a like heating system within you that is just set at a lower temperature which is actually unhealthy at some points you know when it's really really low or uh it could be the opposite where it's really really high and you can't feel the cold you know etc but i'm talking out of my ass because i don't know the the science behind it and somebody out there's probably going chris stop it right now talking about shit you don't know about and i'll be like you're goddamn right goddamn right um but that's yes i'm coming in this week with a lot of energy because i've taken a week off where i spent uh that again beautiful sunny weather last weekend taking in every moment of it ladies and gentlemen summer is here it is beautiful it's goddamn amazing and i spent the the day out with my sister and my father out in bath and it was incredible you know, Bath was busy as always, but it is lovely to be out and about. For your dad's 61st birthday, yes, my father, immortal as he is in his age he is growing older but he just looks the exact same as he did when he was 40 let's be honest there hasn't been a day day by where he hasn't really just stayed the same which is crazy to think because his dad it was not the same he did age um i'm intrigued to see whether he's just going to age all of a sudden you know just have like this kind of science experiment where you just look at your father you're just like is it gonna hit you at 70 is it gonna hit you at 80 like what when's it gonna hit you um and it's the same for everybody, there's always going to be a point where you stop having the youthful look. For me, at some point, the youthful boy look is going to go at some point, and my youth, my charm, my charm as a a young man is going to be taken away from me, stripped away from me at some point. Uh, I am in my late twenties, so I'm hanging on to it, but for dear life, you know, the, the boyish charm does have its, its uh, advantages when it comes down to, uh, let's just say, uh, interviews. Air hostesses and many other things involving uh, persuading people to help you out with stuff. (laughs) Drew, this is this is your chance, Drew. It's sus. This is sus. (laughs) (laughs) This is (laughs) sus. That sounds so dodge. But it wouldn't be the first time and it won't be the last time I say stuff like that. And let's be honest. It's fun. It's ch it's uh, charismatic whatever let's chuck it in there back to yeah bath i was yeah with my family incredible anyone who hasn't been to bath please do on a sunny day like it is today or last weekend or anytime in june july august you're gonna get the best time to see it it will be busy on the weekends if you're in there during the week it'll be a lot quieter but it is a university city as well, and so you're always going to have people around. And it's just a lovely place to be on the weekends, just enjoying the food, the vibrancy, the lovely multi-coloured gardens that are always around you. Lots of nature, lots of greenery, as well as being within a city or a town, whatever you want to call it. And I do love just taking those day trips out, day- taking those days where you just go somewhere new. You just go somewhere, like next weekend I'm planning on going to the beach Can't wait to go down to the beach. Hopefully the weather holds up. I'm just going to go down there. It's going to be like a three-hour journey for me via public transport at the moment, Uh, and it's going to get get me down there. And I'm going to be at the coast for a few hours. Like you know, the amount of time that I spend there's probably going to be less than the amount of time that I spend travelling, which is always the case with these sort of things. Until I get my own car, Uh, it's still going to be worth it because you just take that chance to go into the unknown, go somewhere new, and it's very easy. To not do things, it's very easy to just go into the the whole rinse and repeat of just chilling, recuperating, saying you've done the work week and then not doing anything. And it may may be very easy to do for me personally. I can't do that. It's go 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 always. Actually, I have the problem of not taking the time off Uh, when I've got weekends like this, where I will just do something. I will always do something. Like even if. Uh, I have free time there will always be for instance I walked all the way up to the driving test center that I, that I had today to get up there and just re- review the area get an idea of what's going on you know get get an, uh, to grips with where i'm going to be driving and ha- the route I'll be taking it's going to be a little bit of a maze getting out of the test center area because it's like an industrial area an industrial complex area where you just have to kind of get out and then you're onto the main roads and you'll be able to get onto the A roads and then you're on your carriageways and it's going to be a little bit of me making sure that I can solidify the knowledge I have driving in an automatic, making sure that I can just do the stuff I've been doing for the past seven months and make sure that I, I don't have any nerves. The problem is I did the mock test the other day, didn't do, I like I, I failed, I got like four serious um, faults just silly mistakes, just because of nerves. Like I, so many times, I would, my mind will just blank. If I make one mistake, it just cascades into more. I, very human thing to do, I know. It's just life. You, you just kind of let the moment get to you. Like for instance, the first thing I did was like I, I was coming out of a side road. Just when I say a side road, actually, it's not even that. It's like a. Ooh, what does What would you call it? More, more of. what's the french word god it's not it's not going to come to me at all but a, a very small road coming out and because the road's so small it's almost like it's single file and i aimed because i was told to turn right i aimed the car too much to the right so it looked like i was on the right side of the road which is not right you should be on the rightest part of the left side of the road even if the road is small enough where it seems and and that was like within you know a minute into the test and from there you're just like oh no it's all down here and you realize what you are done as soon as you do it and you're just like ah fail just mental and then the other thing I did was that I made the, a big mistake where I got so caught up in turning the windscreen wipers on and off and putting fluid onto the screen that I basically forgot to make sure that I was well I didn't forget I kept us in safety I I did slow the car down a little bit to in the 50s on the A A roads Um, and for me I always get nervous the most when I'm on a dual carriageway because of the speed we're going at because of the cars around you because you have to be so aware of what you're doing that when I went to turn off so i turned off i did everything safely up to that point i got past all of the the lorries that were driving made sure that i wasn't intervening with them making sure everyone was safe around me and then when i was getting off the a-roads and going back onto the, the uh national speed limit i tried to go through a block you know a white blocked line and it wasn't even I wasn't even thinking I was just like oh yeah I need to get on the left so I can get the first exit to get out of it and it's like you can't go over blocked white lines Chris what are you doing and from there that by doing that obviously that's another serious fault and then another one I was speeding and then another one was um, positioning as well it's, just, it's like one after another, bang, bang, bang. And it's just stupid things that I shouldn't be thinking the, the, these things through. Anyway, you don't need to hear about this. What am I talking about? But as I was saying earlier, taking moments to, in, in the weekends, go and do new things summer be outdoors as much as you can i don't know if you can now for those just listening i am tanned at the moment like my face is relatively tanned although i have the the runner's tan where like my chest is white my arms are tanned and then and my face is brown and then same legs like bottom of my legs are tanned and then pale up it's just the way of the world being a british citizen apparently this doesn't happen in like germany and france because whenever i've traveled with people they've always commented on the fact that the british people have this kind of like miscoordinated tan when it comes down to uh traveling abroad but i don't know maybe i'm missing something totally there where i'm just like a joke that's being told by foreigners about british people wouldn't be the first because we're weird just like everyone else what was I going to, yeah, that was it as well. I also had the misfortune of not last weekend, the weekend before, before, literally before my dad's birthday last weekend, the weekend before I was speaking to my parents about the upcoming weekend. And immediately afterwards, we were talking about phones on the conversation. I was like, oh yeah, I need to get a new phone at some point. Well, karma, listening in, as usual, I was on a run, and I decided, oh yeah, I can think while I'm, I can just think about other things, I can zone out while I'm running. Obviously what happens to me, dickhead just falls flat forward, and I do like, because I've fallen over before, I just get into this thing where when i was in mexico for instance i fell over in the middle of the street when a car was to my right and i quickly just double rolled so when i fall over i I try and like flip to my side and roll forwards so like for instance the first thing i did was let go of my phone so that i could do that and that's just like an automatic thing so i I throw the the phone to the side and i literally just roll forwards and made sure and the only thing that got hurt was like the palm of my hand and it was just like a little bit bruised which is great. You're just like, oh, okay, cool. My knee's a little bit scraped. But apart from that, I'm good. I can carry on running. And you know what the weird thing was? It's like the music was still playing in my headphone. So I was like, oh, yeah, my phone's fine. There's no way. So I pick up my phone and I keep keep on running. And I'm like, oh, yeah, keep going. Look at my watch. Yeah, good timings. You know, that just slowed me down a little bit. And then I look at my phone and it is demolished. Like we are talking completely destroyed, it's in the other room somewhere, I, mean, I probably should have brought it in with me, but they, it got cremated, the entire screen, it's just cracked like all over it, you can't even use it, Comple- completely destroyed, totally destroyed, and even if you wanted to replace the screen, the camera underneath the front cameras just got like a massive chip taken out of it as well, and it was a £100 phone, and i had had it for like three years at that point, so to be fair, I got that's like 33 pound and 30 pence per year for three which is fantastic you think about that when you paid that and now i'm paying like 26 pound a month for a phone uh that i got here and the coolest thing about the phone isn't the phone itself it's the case that i, I got customized for the phone for those listening it is a Zoraki Kempachi uh case uh his new bankai And it's a nameless bankai, but I like to call it what my bankai is, which is Ego no Akuma, uh, which it means a uh, smiling devil or smile smiling demon, I like to call it. And it's just like the coolest because uh, the camera kind of m- like modes in with the case. I don't have little things like that in life. They really get me. They're really fun to have. People probably just look at my phone. It's like, what a weirdo. But I love it. I love stuff like that. The little things in life really get to you. Like it, nothing like the smell of coffee in the morning. No, nothing like getting out into the sunshine, having the sun beat down on you, listening to a podcast or some really good music. And you're just really, you know, breathing it in. Those things just make me so happy. And as I've gotten older, when I was younger, I used to think, oh, if I just move abroad, if I just move here, if I just get the degree, if I just get this, you're just in this mindset of like, if I just accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. And I love accomplishments and I love, you know, making big stands and being like, oh, I've done a marathon, I've done this, I've done that, it's great. If you just focus on the big things all the time, small things kind of go by you and you forget, like, oh, shit, like, the things that actually make me happy on a regular basis. Like, for instance, I went and saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse last night Wahoo! at the cinema. And I love going to the cinema. I love, you know, here's a, here's a big secret for you. I like going to the cinema more on my own than I do with people. And it's because I get to do it on my terms. I get to do it in an environment that I control. I go in, I get my sweets, I get my drink, and I get to sit down in the amazing movie theatre and just sit there and watch a fantastic film for a couple of hours after a long day. And it's cool, it's calm, and I'm going to come out of the cinema. It's going to be night time. It's going to be like half ten, half eleven at night. I'm going to finish out, and I'm going to go home and go to sleep. And that whole process, to me, is just fucking awesome. It really is. Excuse the swearing, but I just love it. I love doing it, and it makes me so happy. Just the whole, you know, I'm looking forward to it all week, you know, sort of thing. And I'm still thinking about it. and thinking about the film, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Fantastic. I'm not going to say any spoilers for any of you, but I think the animation for this has upped the ante even further for... uh, the animation industry on a whole, but also for what Sony have done with the previous film and the the original Spider-Man film. Uh, What I will say is that if the Oscars don't nominate Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse or Suzumi for Oscar nominations for the best animation, I say we riot. (laughs) I I say that is absolute BS. If I don't see a nomination for them, I will know that they are corrupt. Because it is the best animation in the industry of all time. Without any doubt whatsoever. I don't care your your opinion. You watch those films. Come back to me. You'll know those animators put blood, sweat and tears into every frame. And they deserve all the credit. Now, I get it. Most of these films, when you do put them together, they have a director or so on and they get most of the credit. But these animators are friggin' awesome. They deserve... The Oscar for their recognition I hope there's a bonus clause in all of their contracts if they do get it because that to me is something else everyone talks about how you know in life we all should work hard to for achievement blah 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 and everyone talks about this in some you know altruistic way nah give people money that's what they do and then they can do the stuff they love to do and i get to record stupid things in my free time because i get paid a lot of money to do what i do on a normal basis and then i have free time and i get to do stuff that i love as well as doing my job which i enjoy as well it's just kind of a win-win scenario not everyone gets to do that so if they are doing this amazing job doesn't take away from the fact that they've put in hours upon hours of hard work it's just i feel that they should be rewarded as well financially uh, i don't think it's fair that everybody uh, like the big movie stars it is the way of the world you look at football players people always question why football players gets paid so much money it's because the industry itself creates such a big amount of money and therefore they have to be profitable from that and the faces of the sport are the players so therefore they get the most money because of that it's even it's not even that much in comparison to the overall scheme of things it's like youtube the idea behind youtube is that the youtubers get paid a huge amount of money if they are high earners for that company it's ironically quite fair in some ways obviously with the youtube advertisement uh, apocalypse that happened back in 2017 i want to say maybe 2017, 2016, something along those lines. Um, Ever since then, people haven't been making as much money, but there's still the option for mass amounts of sponsorships. You will not see a podcast without at least five sponsors going on it at one time. And those sponsors are paying big bucks for the top quality uh, sort of podcasters, you know, whatever you want to call them. And therefore, it's not because of some massive governmentary conspiracy that everybody's not getting paid well enough it's just these industries bring in reach and an audience and therefore they get the big bucks because of that it wouldn't be fair if it was the other way around uh, if the smallest creators were getting paid the same amount blah, 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 that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever because you're not actually generating any income for anybody at that time there has to be a product at the end of the day there has to be an end product making money for companies that's how companies work that's how the world works that's how capitalism works there's capitalism 101 for you children so what do you think wow where did you get this thing the citadel of rick's gift shop do you really like it i didn't think you'd even care what morty no i love it you did the most important thing You, you bought something what you bought something with money God, I love money so much, Morty. You're being sarcastic? Merchandise, Morty. Your only purpose in life is to buy and consume merchandise, and you did it. You went into a store, an actual honest-to-God store, and you bought something. You didn't ask questions or raise ethical complaints. You you just looked straight into the bleeding jaws of capitalism and said, Yes, Daddy, please. And I'm so proud of you. I only wish you could have bought more. I, I love buying things so much, Morty. Rick, I, are you... Do you need to go to the hospital? I love you, Morty. Give Grandpa a kiss. Give, give, give me, give Grandpa a kiss. Lips if you want. Wh- whatever you're comfortable with. Some cultures do that. That was sweet. Thank you. Uh, I love you. You're my little buddy. Okay. Let's watch some interdimensional cable. <laughs> uh, so, Spider Man to the Spider Verse, please go watch it if you haven't already. I think it's going to get, uh, hopefully, nominated in terms of the Oscars. Talking about films. IMDB. I was going over IMDb's top 10 films the other day, and I was just thinking to myself, are those actually the films that people love? Are IMDb putting out the best, or is that just the critics' top rating? Because I don't totally understand, like, there's a critic rating, and then there's also a... Audience rating in Rotten Tomatoes, for instance. And I think that's kind of a good thing. We should get a general gist of what is going on in terms of like what the actual film is liked by by the audience rather than by the critics and the critics and the audiences don't normally align in one place it's quite a different look i'm going to go onto imdb now and just go for the top 10 uh films of all time and the first one i know off by heart is a shawshank redemption which is a good film don't get me wrong But is it the best film of all time? I call BS. I don't think it is. I don't think, in my opinion, that Shawshank Redemption says to me, yes, audiences from around the world are really thinking, yeah, this is the the top film of all time. And I think the second one is The Godfather, which, again, do these need to be updated? It doesn't really make sense, does it? That The Godfather, even though it's one of those Perfect films. It is a really, really top film. I don't know whether... That it can be counted as... Is it top five? Yeah. Probably. Is Godfather 2 better than Godfather 1? I? Mm, I don't know. A lot of people will disagree with me. I don't think it is. Um, I don't know. I mean... Look, look at that. So you've got The Godfather. The Dark Knight, again. For cinematic... For cinematography from Christopher Nolan, yes, it is a top 10 film. Would I put it in my top 10? Yes. Would I put it at number 3? Probably not. For me, I think The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring is up there. It's placed at number 9. For me personally, I'd have it probably as number 1. That's just a personal preference. Is it the best film of all time? Probably not. But it is... ...one of those films that I can watch over and over and over and over again. Um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is currently Saturn number 11. That's stupid! You're stupid! Stop being stupid! And that was released this year. And I totally understand why. Uh, I think that in terms of storyline... Uh, yeah? Maybe? I don't know? Is it, is it that good? Yes. And no, it. it um, I love the characters, I love the humour, I love the, the ideas behind it, but it did leave me kind of wanting to say, why not put it all in one film? That's all I'm going to say, nothing more, nothing less. Inception isn't even in top ten, which is kind of criminal a little bit. Fight Club, again, 13th the matrix see matrix is top five for me man like t- matrix is top five why is a 12 12 angry men right i get it. it's a classic it's one of those classic films is it top 10 movies of all time i don't think so schindler's list that always makes me cry hey, you're a faggot uh, uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that's what my dad <laughs> crying faggot yeah i can totally understand why it's sixth place sixth place is a good place pulp fiction it should be higher that's a that's a number three film that's like a number three film of all time. That's not a number eight film. That's a number three. Maybe, maybe even number two. You know, gu- guaranteed to be up there. Uh, I mean, Goodfellas, yeah, that should be... Yeah, that's good. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. There's a lot of films in that top 50 that should be a lot higher. Spirited Away should be top 10. Should be in 10th place, for sure. Star Wars, again, can I call it the best? one of the best films of all time... It's a good film. It's not one of the best films of all time. Gladiator should be fucking way higher than it is. Gladiator is a perfect film. Gladiator should be put in in top 10 for, for sure. Uh, again, The Usual Suspect's fantastic, but not top 10. Untouchable, great, still not top 10. I totally understand why that's n- not in there. Uh, is there anything else? Memento, yeah, again, not top 10. Spider-Man there, yeah, the, interesting, I, Inglourious bus. yeah, Old Boy should be a lot higher, it should be number 72, it's, it's just because it's a foreign film and therefore it doesn't necessarily get the, the sort of love that it deserves, Princess Mononoke for me is top 10, and, and that's just like, because of animation for me personally a lot more animated films should be get in that top bracket the fact that it's number 80 and 8.3 it is a 9 at minimum that is crazy to think that the rating system is put by that but this is done i believe based off audiences again i feel like this is kind of needs to be updated there's a lot of these films in here that don't make a lot of sense in being here i think the ratings off a little bit like I get it. Classics like Die Hard are great, but it's not It's not going to be... Yeah, there's so many films here that are just underrated. Yeah, like, Casino's 138th. That is mad. That really is... Jeez. Oh, yes, Spider-Man... See, the thing is, when you start seeing Marvel movies making it into the top 250, you're like, mmm, really? Really? My neighbour to yeah, catch me if you can. There's some fantastic films that are in the top 250. I still think that that top 10 personally needs to be updated. Is it? Is it, it? Would I say to people, yeah, go watch? Would you be able to say, oh yeah, watching Shawshank Redemption is going to be applicable to every single person on earth? Probably not. Would I say Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring? Yes, because it is just a, a film, an action film for everybody. I genuinely mean that. I don't think there will be a single person out there if you actually force them to watch it that they won't get some sort of enjoyment out of it. And if they don't, then they are probably lost some sort of childhood. They probably had a fucked up childhood and therefore they aren't in touch with their inner child and therefore they've just kind of lost that part of themselves and they'll look down upon people who do and they'll be like that's not a proper film that's just a nerdy film filled with you know and then they'll make the the claim of just like lord of the rings just has white people in it and yeah we're not even going to get into that so the ones i do agree with that should be in the top 10 The Dark Knight, I don't think Shawshank Redemption should be in the top 10, personally. I don't think it's that good of a film. I think it's a good film. don't think it's the best film of all time. Oh, that's funny. You're gonna look funnier sucking my dick with no teeth. I don't even think it's top 10, personally. Godfather, it's a great film. It's really well made. Is it top 10? Hmm, maybe. But there's so many other films out there that are better than those two films. 12 Angry Men. meh. I think it's aged. I think, again, you've got to update it. The Godfather Part Two, no. Um, Lord of the Rings the Return of the King. Y- Ooh, actually, personally. So I love that film, don't get me wrong. Is it top 10? Maybe. It is the most nominated, it's the most Oscars for a film of all time. I just think that there's so many, and like, I'm quoting Jack Nicholson here, there's just so many endings. You know, that movie. It just had so many endings. Like, yes, there are so many endings. I think they needed to cut it back just a little bit. Like, there's, there are so many endings. And it does feel like it goes on forever. If they'd cut it at the Mount Doom, almost, it still would have been a perfect film sort of thing. We all knew what was going to happen anyway. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, that's a great film. Is it top ten? Not for me personally. Pulp Fiction definitely is. Uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship, The Ring, should be number one. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, yeah, you could definitely argue for that. Fight Club could definitely be argued to be in top 10. Inception, 100%. Uh, I don't even see where one of my mate's favorite films is. Interstellar, yeah, that should be a little bit higher because of the soundtrack alone. Saving Private Ryan, again, yeah. Silence of the Lambs, you could argue that it should be top 10 because of it how groundbreaking it is. Terminator 2 as well, Back to the Future, Spirited Away, The Pianist... Like, these are really, really good films, and they're just, like, 20, 32, 30, um yeah, 33, 31. Like, Jesus, these are just underrated films. So you can see how IMDb just doesn't, isn't really a great rating system in terms of getting high-quality films. If I was to say to you, watch each one of these films from top to bottom in the 250 across your lifetime... I think you'd agree and I think you'd say that they might need to update their website because films nowadays, I get it, everyone's got a different opinion but there are just some unarguable films out there that are just so good that they. it should be considered the idea that anyone could watch the film and and get some sort of enjoyment out of it because of how brilliant it is. Because there's some films that Christopher Nolan's made, like Memento, that are just kind of a little bit too niche. And it doesn't necessarily make it one of the best films of all time in terms of, like, yes, there might be quality in there. But can you show it to anybody and make it uh, a great film? So, me nattering on about summer, films, uh, going out and enjoying life and making new experiences and enjoying the amazing weather that we're having and go out and make plans for yourself i hope that you're not sweltering indoors somewhere i hope that you're getting out there enjoying yourself and as always having fun thank you very much for listening and this has been the taylor sales podcast this has been chris corner i've been your host chris taylor as always i hope to see you this time next week bye now god it's like you just use words you hear randomly to try and sound smarter